This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas with an amazing experience from redballoon.com.au. Uh, summer Breakfast, Ed Cavalier, Lawrence Moonman Mooney with you on Triple M. Make that noise again. Woohoo! That's his morning noise. He's coming woo-hoo. all he's coming all woohooing today. And why wouldn't he? I get out of bed in the morning, Ed, and my wife is asleep, and in that bed is a dog and a baby, and the dog's tail starts hitting the bed because it's excited. Dad's dad's up. Yeah. What's going to happen? But I've got to be quiet oh. until I get out of the house. It's not till I'm here that I can go, woohoo! <laughs> we, appre- we appreciate the enthusiasm. And why wouldn't you be? Today, uh, TV's Matt Preston is going to join us. Can't wait. Love listening to him speak. It's like food porn. Mm. Mm, the way he talks about drizzling. Okay. The way he talks about juices. Okay. Lightly That's... sugared. Okay. Tim Cahill, he, what does he do for you? He does a lot for me because I'm an evidence supporter and a Socceroos fan. Oh, look at you. You've and got I love him. Covered. He's a good guy. We're going to cover the first test. Comments being made. He's soft. She's soft. We don't know. He said, she said in the Australian cricket team How yesterday. How are you feeling about Warney saying things like that? Are you over Warney? I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of. Don't know. Good bowler. Great bowler. Great bowler. Uh, great cricketer. Yes, great cricketer. Absolutely. And your favourite Christmas movies. We promised it yesterday when you all said Love Actually, but now we'll get to some actually good ones. Die Hard, I'm, die hard fans, I'm talking to you. That's coming up a little bit later on as well. And Moon, we are going to hear a, a really nice bit of a speech from Malcolm Turnbull at the uh, memorial service for some of the uh, victims of the siege a little bit later on. Yes. Uh, there's beautiful photos in the paper this morning, Ed, of, of people taking the time to buy bunches of flowers and then mm. standing in a long queue. Mm. And um, it and just says people. about, you know, that uh, that unification of the country. A sea of flowers, they're calling it. Mm. And they're also now people, that campaign to save the notes of that people have been writing. They're now being, I've heard yesterday, they're all going to be put into books uh, and given to the families of the victims, which is really nice. And uh, just amazing aerial shots of Martin Place, Mm. of this ever-expanding sea of flowers. So I got a phone call yesterday because my mum lives not not close to Martin Place in Sydney, well, quite a way away. And she said, oh, I'm I'm heading down. I'm going to put some flowers down from our family. I said, it's a great idea. Thank you for doing that. That's fantastic. I spoke to her, and then I heard from her again later on, and she said the line was really long, really, 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 really long. But she was having conversations with the people immediately in front and behind her in the line, just talk, just talking about how they felt and how the whole thing ha- had made them feel and, and talking to, to perfect strangers. She said one of her friends who was there uh, an overseas, a Swedish television station, was there and said, oh, could, we, could we speak to you about what was going on mm. and, and, and how people were feeling here? And the overseas journalists were saying that they were so uh, inspired and impressed by the way of how quickly the city and the country had formed up again and said that, no, no, this isn't us. And, no, this and is we're not here us. For those, we're here for those people that have been through this and we're with them. And, and I think the, pil- very, very proud. the pilgrimage your mother made is obviously, you know, very common from all over Sydney, yeah. people are coming to yep. pay their respects and, and to say, no, Australia is a country where we won't be intimidated by violence. No. We're a peaceful, loving country. Mm. It's a, it's an amazing thing to happen. Um, and particularly this time of year, as we come into Christmas and start to think about, mm. you know, what Christmas means to us. That's right. 
well, well done. and joy. Well done, everyone. And the people who are continuing, continuing to go down there to pay their respects. Really, really nice stuff. We've got TV's Ricky Ponting coming up to talk test and Big Bash uh, just a little bit later on, which is exciting. We also got, remember, we've got tickets to the Big Bash, which starts tonight at the Adelaide Oval. So get, you get yourself involved. Kevin there. Peterson's in town uh, for Kevin that. Kevin Peterson, yeah I'm, from, yeah, I'm from England, eh? He played for England. I played for England for 15 years, eh? <laughs> no, that's in New Zealand. Where was it? I? I was in New Zealand then. To South Africa. All right. I will not negotiate with a gun to my head. I parked my Pajero over here. Yeah, that's, that's Kevin Peterson. Yeah. Okay, so. All wonderful accents aside, <laughs> we are asking you what your favourite Christmas movie is. You can tweet us at MMM Hot Breakfast. This all started after yesterday. You, Lawrence Mooney, threw up this atrocity. I love that word, relationship. Oh, why? Covers all manner of sins, doesn't it? Don't. I fear. It's you. This has become a bad. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. A bad. I fear that this has become a bad relationship. relationship. I fear that this is becoming bad accent work. So really? Can you stop that? <laughs> I thought my Hugh Grant was... Horrible. No, it was no. as bad as your Peterson. Really? So, yeah, my Peterson in... was better than your Peterson. Your Peterson was from the South Island of New Zealand. How dare you question my Peterson? <laughs> Listen, that's Love Actually. Yes, Love you, Actually you is that an up. awesome Christmas Rosie, film. give me a couple. Well, lots of people are on your side with the diehards, but oh, yeah. Jojo has tweeted saying, what about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Jingle All The Way with Good. the classic... Facial expressions. Yeah, good You can't movie. say Schwarzenegger and not expect me to go, jingle all the way. <laughs> Why are you doing sliced alone? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, I won't even try one because everyone else. Get to the chopper. Much better. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Lawrence Mooney's South African accent work is really starting to take off. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, we've already had really? Oh, this is how it's been described on Channel 9. This guy certainly is the real deal. And I don't right. want to put any pressure on him, wow. but certainly with his talent and the level of commitment that he has, he can certainly achieve something great. I think I'm going to bring it home. It is Christmas time. <laughs> bring it home with a wet sail. We've been asking you your favourite Christmas movies. Mm. Ed's gone all modern with uh, Home Hard. Alone and Die, Die Hard. Home Alone. Mm. Are all the Die Hard ones sitting on Christmas Eve? No. No. no, so just one. The first one, yeah. Okay. Uh, and we've been asking you, Rosie, we've been hearing via the tweet. Lots <laughs> at MMM Hot Breakfast. Keep them coming. Johnny Liebenberg, who oh, said he did African. the worst South African oh, accent yeah. ever, uh, also has a Christmas movie that he likes. His is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. A lot of fun. That is well done, sir. Now, we will be speaking to you, so keep thinking, because we're going to have a chat about those just after 8 o'clock. Up shortly, he's a television personality. You'll know him as one of the commentators from the Big Bash League. He also used to play a little bit of cricket, I believe. Mm. His name? Is Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting up shortly to talk Big Bash and the test. It's all happening in the Big Bash. You're Come not, on, Renegades. You're not going to get a gig. Really? Yeah, you're not. It, I it, want to commentate the Big Bash. You would Oh, he's hit the ball out of the ground. It's a home run. It's a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Now, summer of cricket's well underway. Test matches are on at the Gabba. But you see, what you do, Moon, is you watch cricket all day, mm. and then you keep hold of the remote, and you watch cricket all night. Because tonight is the start of the Big Bash League, the KFC T20 Big Bash League. Adelaide Strikers versus Melbourne Stars. Good Melbourne work. Stars, yes. And you'll be watching. They, I know, they're the green ones. I'm a Renegades fan, so I know I've had are. a lot of disappointment over the last couple of years. On Channel 10, it is Channel 10's very own Ricky Ponting. Hello, Ponting. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Uh, we're okay. Now, we've been calling you TV's Ricky Ponting. Is it true that you were the first choice to host I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? <laughs> I'm not sure about that, no. I'm not sure how I'd go in that, that hosting role, but um, 
Yeah, we had a good look at that that show yesterday. It looks like that might be a bit of fun. Oh, it'll look like a bit of fun, Ricky. Yeah. So you're already sounding like a TV bloke, pumping up the network's other shows. Do you watch Neighbours, Ricky? Uh, no, I can't say I've sat down and watched that too much over the last few years. Maybe, yeah. maybe when I was a young, a young fellow a long time ago. Let's talk to Ricky about his specialist uh, field, and that is cricket. Ed. Oh, good idea. Big yes. summer of cricket coming up. Tonight's match. Mm. Match. Yes. Uh, strikers versus the Stars. Uh, what do you expect, Ricky? Yeah, well, it's, uh, firstly, foremost, it's great great to, to have the big match back. Um, mm. Our television's come down really quickly again. It doesn't seem like 12 months ago that we were yeah, down doing this for the first time. But uh, as you say, now you've, you've got an opportunity to watch cricket right through the day. The test match in Brisbane and then the Strikers and the, and the Stars here in, in Adelaide tonight. So, it's a man's uh, yeah, fantasy it's really world. Exciting. Yeah, it's very good. Hey, the, it, the, it is, yeah. The Strikers have added Brad Hodge. That's a really good idea, isn't it? Yeah, well, Brad's obviously come across from the Melbourne Stars, so there might be a bit of extra spice Ooh, in this game tonight. They've you. actually recruited quite well the Adelaide Strikers. They've got Ben Lachlan coming from the Hobart Hurricanes as well, and, and Craig Simons from the Perth Scorchers coming to open the batting for them as well. So they've been quite smart with how they've recruited, and, um, and the Melbourne Stars have actually lost a couple. So um, yeah, yeah, it looks like a nice game in particular. It could be a, a really good one. Because it's high action, high adrenaline, there is sometimes a bit of, you know, it gets a bit willing out there. Do you think that should be fostered and encouraged? A bit more body contact? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go on here and say more body contact should be uh, encouraged in cricket. But look, I've really loved the way that the Aussie team have played their cricket for the last four or eight months. It's been really aggressive, you know, yeah. uh, hardcore sort of um, mm. the way that Australian teams have sort of had the most success playing through the years. And, no doubt that'll flow back through into these other competitions as well. Hey, Ricky, just on the test quickly, I'm sure you saw some of yesterday. It seems as though like it was 35, 36 degrees at the Gabba. One. And the fast bowlers all toiled really, really hard yesterday. And it did seem to take a, a you know, take a big toll on their bodies. Um, in your experience, when you've had a day one like that, where it's been tough work, what do you do day two? Do you try and consolidate? Do you try and use them in short bursts? What do you do to try and get the last six wickets? Yeah, we'll have to see how they pulled up this morning. I understand Mitch Marsh might have a hamstring strain, and, and Mitchell Stark was talking about having a bit of a sore side, I think, yesterday as well. So you just got to monitor and see how they pull up this morning. But um, it's a crucial crucial morning for them today. With, with India only being four wickets down, they're going to have to have a real crack this morning and try and take early wickets and, and try and get some momentum going back their way in this game. Otherwise, they're looking, looking at you know, India posting a really good first innings total, and if they... If they do that, then it's going to be really hard for the Aussies to win this one from there. In your time in as in cricket, did you ever think you'd see in a test match uh, Watson and Warner taking the new ball? Uh, no. Okay. Watson, <laughs> Watson, Watson maybe, but yes. uh, no, David Warner. The thought of David Warner even bowling in a test match doesn't just doesn't quite seem right. No, but, medium paces as well. He put the leg spin away, so it's a, it was a very interesting uh, day's cricket yesterday. Anyway, we'll be watching that all day, and then it's the KFC Big Bash tonight. Now, have you got Flem on with you tonight? No, it's Gilly, uh, Gilly, and I tonight, and, and Andy Marr. So oh, so it's the A team. Hosting, so mm. okay, yeah, so that's a we say as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. We, we call ourselves the yeah that's yeah. good because Flem was at the uh, the final day of the Adelaide Test match with my co-host Lawrence Mooney. I think he's still in a bin somewhere in Hindley Street. If someone could drag him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, we'll be Ricky. watching tonight. Good on you guys. Thank you, Mooney. You know how you you've got your midweek midweek drinking policy. Yes, I have. Well, it, well, it normally starts Wednesday, sometimes earlier in well, the warmer weather. Well, your policies are starting to catch on. No cup policy. I wanted a cup. They wouldn't allow it. Like, bucket or nothing. Bucket or nothing. That's the <laughs> Lawrence Mooney midweek drinking policy. Bucket or nothing. In a moment, we're going to speak to Tim Cahill. It's champion. all-champion sports person summer breakfast. Still got Matt Preston coming up. Does he count as a sportsman? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, yep. Yeah, yep. Bro. Absolutely. Our next guest is Tim Kale. Socceroo Tim Kale. Hello, Tim Cahill. Hello, Tim Cahill. Mate, it's always a pleasure. And uh, you've got yourself the Tim Cahill Ambitions Tour. This is something I know has always been very dear to your heart with the Foxtel All-Stars. You're getting kids together and you're giving them an opportunity to have some top-level coaching that you are involved in. Yes, most definitely. Um, recently, we've, we've got the Foxtel All-Stars Tim Cahill Academy that travels all across Australia nationwide, mm. uh, delivering a free program. Yep. But um, this is pretty special for me because... I've selected 20 kids across Australia um, to give them the opportunity to live like a professional footballer for a week. So, um, you know, I've looked at lists and lists of kids and I've read their stories. And the one thing mm. for me that resonated was the stories that were similar to me, the hard work, the background of their family. And, and um, you know, I got to pick it. And at the same time, we're putting them in King's, King's College. Yep. Uh, we'll have guest there. speakers, yep. nutritionists and... Uh, the main thing is now is, is, is I'm really doing something unique that will never be done before where they can, uh, you know, live like a professional footballer for a week. So they all get Maseratis and tattoos? I think you got to work hard till you get all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, you do. We'll <laughs> leave the tattoos out of it for sure. Let's just move on to the Asian Cup quickly. It's on home yep. soil. It's going to be a massively, not hard, it's going to be a hard tournament, but... We've got to be going in it too. And I know our ranking's been dropping a little bit, but I think we've been showing some glimpses. And, and this is it, Tim. And you are the spiritual leader of this team. Are you telling the boys, trust me, if we work hard here, we can win this thing? For me personally, um, I really believe in the team and the manager. Um, you know, worked so hard. He's put us in the most difficult scenarios and uh, hoping that when we come back here to Australia, when we're together, um, that we'll embrace it and understand how good we really are mm. um the, the ultimate thing for us is, is 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 really believing in our own ability not mm. only as individuals but as a team and making sure we utilize the squad and also the home advantage it's yep. massive like, we need you know, people there don't it. we fill the stadiums yeah. the tickets are cheap there it's it's really well priced we've got to absolutely i'm going to show the world tim that australia is a football power so the next time that we bid for the world cup maybe they won't be able to take us off it quite so easily do you know <laughs> uh, listen I, I i agree because um you know I've, I've i've partnered up with the asia cup and my main element and focus is is encouraging kids and parents to come out to the games and really sharing this experience mm. you know we didn't really get to celebrate the triumphance of, of the way we played in, in, in past World Cups. And this mm. is sort of like a celebration at the same time to, you know, reward the football that's been played and, and hopefully, you know, potentially win a trophy. I've not right. once said we're going to win the Asia Cup. Yep. Um, I've said that we've got every chance and we have to respect all our opponents. Yep, that's right. Well, I'll be there. Suncorp Stadium for the game against South Korea. I've got my ticket and I cannot wait. Also, the awesome. Foxtel All-Stars Tim Cahill Ambitions Tour from the 15th to the 18th of December. Timmy Cahill. Great stuff, Always Tim. a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Cheers, Tim. Now, in all honesty, what did happen there is that we had to, we did actually have to pre-record Tim slightly earlier because I'm a huge fan. I said, no, no, I don't care what time I'm going to get it. We've got to talk to Tim Cahill. And he's a busy man. And I was really keen, Moon, tour. as you know that. Unfortunately, what happened was, and this is true, I made our producers call. I'm like, call him now. And we were early. So when we tried the first time we tried to call Tim Cahill, mm -hmm. this is what happened. Triple M, summer breakfast, and you know how much I love my Socceroos, Lawrence Mooney. I do, and uh, I love them too, but I love one in particular. Yes. Because not only am I an Australian fan, I'm an uh, Everton fan and a oh. fan of this man. Ah, hello, Tim Cahill. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yep. He's, just, he's just playing a little bit of synth there. Thanks, Timmy. Take it home. Yeah, I love the Casio. Take it home, Timmy. <laughs> oh, is that marimba? <laughs> All right, Tim Cahill, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Tim. And you can see Tim, he's performing at Jupiter's Casino with his one-man Casio band all this Christmas. Let's just have another little piece of Tim Kale. Guest vocals from the girls in Bardot that aren't Sophie Monk. Tim, of course, inspired by the works of Kenny G. Let's listen to Tim. Ooh. <laughs> Getting a good sound out of that thing. Mm, that's some sweet tune. That's the best of Tim Cahill. Available now at all JB Hi-Fi's and on vinyl at Brashes. And there he goes on the <laughs> Ambitions Tour. <laughs> He's touring with his Casio childish, and young soccer players. Childish Mooney, very childish tribute. A lot of fun. Tributes are flowing at Martin Place for the uh, victims of the siege from a couple of days ago. I mentioned earlier that my mum went down and laid some flowers. She said it was a really nice experience that so many people were out together and strangers comforting each other and speaking and being together, being together and man, having a strong message of, no, this is who we are and we are here to support the people that are affected and to show each other that this is what we are about. And that sea of flowers is ever-expanding, which is just a beautiful motif uh, yep. following the, the horror of Monday night. Um, yesterday was a memorial service and Malcolm Turnbull, who is a great orator and I think uh, one of this country's great leaders, made a beautiful speech and, and this is a little bit of it. There was something of determination on that train, a determined love, a recognition that it's love for each other, it's love for our country, it's, uh, it's that which binds us together and makes this the most successful, harmonious society in the world. And I, I felt there was, as the train rattled across the Harbour Bridge, I felt there was a quiet determination that we weren't going to be intimidated. And I think he's quite right. He's, of course, talking about catching a, a morning train mm. and the feeling on that train following mm. the events from earlier in the week. And, Which is uh, where a lot of that togetherness did start with that hashtag, I'll ride with you, after the act of kindness from one commuter to another. And 400, 500,000 tweets later, and friends of mine getting in touch with me saying they were actually doing it. They sent the thing out, and it wasn't just, you know, I'll just say this online, no worries. They actually got on the public transport, and they were eye-checking people, nodding, smiling, that, and you know what it's like in them, particularly a large city like, like Sydney, and I've I lived there for a long time, you can, you can get to the point where you do, even though you're around people all the time, you're not taking them in. No, you're isolated and you're going about your business. Yeah. And uh, if you're just reaching out with your eyes and smiling, then you are making that connection. Yeah, really nicely uh, spoken from Malcolm Turnbull, and it's really nice to hear our leaders speak from the heart. And talk, you know about, I mean? and talk about love. As, mm. as not like it's a you know a strange thing, but mm. just like it's a very human thing that is mm. close to the surface of us all, and that we should be able to express it. Lawrence Moonman Mooney, his uh, his noise for today is because he's loving it. Now we are doing it thanks to Red Love Balloon. If you want to out Santa Santa this Christmas, buy your gifts from redballoon.com.au. One triple three five three. What is your favourite Christmas movie you will not get through if you say love accurately? We you already will. did 40 minutes on that yesterday. And people love it because they pick their favourite relationship within the film and they're most hated. And Alan Rickman is the cheating husband in that film. All right. I and see what he's you're in doing. one of your favourites too. He's in my favourite Christmas movie. You'll know it as Die Hard. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who 
saw too many movies mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Yeah. Do you really think you have a chance against us? Do so you think you have a chance against us? So good. We're continuing the accents too today. That's oh. Alan Rickman playing a German. <laughs> That's quite good, wouldn't you say? Ed? Nine. That is terrible. No, it's good. Don't try. Should I call you Ed or Ned? Don't drag me into your. I'm, I want you to try and. You're looking a little subdued today. Don't drag me <laughs> down this rabbit yeah, yeah, hole yeah. again. But we want to hear what from. Das? Das das Kugelschreiber. <laughs> we want to hear from the people. What number should they call Ed? One triple three five three, or in German. One triple three five three. No, that's a German accent. What is your favourite Christmas movie? If you say love, actually, German language. Yeah, there it is. You will be hung up on. What's your favourite Christmas movie? It certainly captured people's imagination. There's a lot of people out there who got favourites. Here's Peter, your favourite Christmas movie. G'day, gentlemen. How are we this morning? Yeah, good, brother. Good, Excellent. good, good. What are you going with? Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Bad Santa. Isn't it great? Mm. Isn't That's it? Awesome. Now, well, what's... I get my kids down and watch it every year. Kids? How old are the kids? Oh, they're now 19, 20. Oh, that's okay. I was young it's... when I first started watching it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That is a good one. If you haven't seen it before... He's a Santa that's down on his luck, an absolute belter. Now, from Peter, we go to Compa. Now, Compa, hit us. Favorite yeah, Christmas? g'day, guys. A um, couple of my personal favourites. Uh, Lethal Weapon would be right up there. See, you forget that's a Christmas movie, don't you, Compa? Yeah, mate. Because uh, in the end, Mel gets taken home for Christmas dinner, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Mm. And my personal favourite of all time would happen to be Gremlins. I love Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. What's he called before he's a Gremlin? Uh, mogwai or something. He's a mogwai. Yeah, mogwai. Exactly right. Excellent work. Thank you, Compa. Don't get him wet. Don't get him wet. Don't feed him after midnight. Dave. Dave. Morning, guys. Yeah. Rosie, how are you going? Yeah, we're good, man. We're all good. Well, I'm good. The other two aren't speaking. Rosie. So tell me. Um, I'm great. Thanks, Dave. There you go. Dave, hit us. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh. Cousin Eddie dumping his sewage in the gutter. You can't go wrong. No, you can't, can you, Dave? <laughs> hey, Dave, no. it's so funny because I've, I've been trying to think of a way to say what Eddie says in this time slot. We and can't I, do that, Ed. Sorry. No, the, the something was full, is what he says when Chevy yeah, Chase exactly. leans over to him. Dave, that's an absolute belt. Yeah. Dave, you get tickets to the Big Bash. You can watch it exclusively on 10, but I'm giving you some Big, back big Bash tickets, so well done to you. Very oh, funny, you're, a yeah, you're a good man. Chris, Chris, what are you throwing up? Best Christmas movie? Simpsons. Me and the kids watch The Simpsons Christmas every year. Um, they reckon I'm Homer. So it's just a spit out for me. <laughs> is it a movie? It's a special. It's not a movie as such, but every person on this God-giving earth mm. has watched The Simpsons and they can relate. Yeah. So I think it includes a movie. Yeah, I'll go with that. I, I think it's a case that. well put, Chris, yeah. and I'll pay it. And I'm going to give that Big Bash tickets as well. You're going to the Big Bash. It's exclusively on 10 as of tonight, but you're going along to that. Michael, quick one from you. Yeah. My kids, my kids love Arthur Christmas. They're four and five, and yeah, they love Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas. I haven't seen that. Is that a recent one? What's that one about? Um, it's um, Christmas. It's a new cartoon. It's a kids' movie. Oh, it's a but cartoon. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, he's the son of Santa, and he's, oh, he's Santa's yeah, he's got all the happiness and joy, and the father's retiring. Oh, I like the sweet. premise. I like the premise. And a couple of the fans of Arthur Christmas in the background there too. Yeah, there's it's nice to hear those little voices. Now, finally, Alan. Alan, favourite Christmas movie? Hit us. Uh, Elf with yes. Will Ferrell. Oh, oh so good. What? Yeah, it, it, 
amazing. He seems to act like the biggest kid ever, and he's just so funny in every one of his movies. Yeah, yeah. when he when he sees Santa the first yeah. time in the shopping centre, <laughs> it's great. That is an. And abs- when he decorates the shop too. Yeah, that's an absolute belt. If you haven't seen Elf this mm. Christmas, we're trying to throw up ones that you might not have seen as well. And it helps Get out, to, Elf. To you know, reinvigorate that that innocence that you need at Christmas time. That's too. right. Now, to home alone. The magic. No one said Home Alone. That's lots ab- and lots on Twitter. Oh, they are. They're saying Home Alone. Keep them coming at MMM Hot Breakfast. But I've got one for you from Nafe of Spades. I'm not sure if this is a Christmas film. You might be able to tell me. Go. Showgirls. Showgirls. Is there anything Christmassy in there? Showgirls. Well, it it might be on your Christmas list. <laughs> Let me just. What do you want for Christmas? Do you know what? I've, it's on my hard drive. I'll watch it again. Check. And I'll get. And I'll. <laughs> Is that your uh, secret hard drive or your laptop? <laughs> That's the secret one, buddy. We are pr- and I appreciate you letting everyone know that I've got it. Ed, I have been working something up. You'll be very excited about my new segment. Red-headed women is the hair colour of women most likely to cheat in the whole wide world. So we're we asking people. That. Why not? We won't be doing that. I've got a list of them. No. It's Don't true. even say it's the a first thing. one. Don't no. say the first one. I will really, Rosie, get that. Get ready to turn his mic off. Why, okay. Nicole? No, no. Hello. Okay. Instead, what we're going to do is talk to Matt Preston. Matt, right. say something. I like redheaded women. I like redheaded women. Yeah. That Every, is, everyone and, does, and, and that's and, my point. And that's exactly the problem. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are the hair colour most likely to cheat in the whole wide world. Yes, I would. Um, I would attest to that because well. they're fiery and they can't be quenched. Don't. Encouraging, no, but it's true. He's looking at it from the point of view of jilted, of jilted boyfriend, lover. I'm looking from the other point of view of yes, I remember being a young man and thinking, oh, redhead, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> all right, they're on fire. That's it. We have to talk about <laughs> anything else, oh, anything dear. else at all. Play a song, Rosie, for goodness' sake. Now he is currently filming the new season of MasterChef. He's taken a break from that to come and join us. He's got a fantastic cookbook out called Cookbook, Matt Preston's Cookbook, mm. 187 Recipes. My first question to you, Matt Preston, is how did you think of the title? Um, the, uh, I didn't want to – every cookbook has to have someone standing as if they've been surprised in their kitchen holding a plate of food like, oh, you've arrived and I've got very, food. That's and it's, very it's shot from mid-length. And I said, I just want my, my big head hiding behind a pavlova because that's far more sensible. <laughs> they said, you can't do that because if you do that, it will be – and people will think it's your autobiography. Ah. And so I said, if I put, how about if I put cookbook on the front cover, then everyone knows it's a cookbook. I but there's genius. always, there's always this. something is not salacious, but quite uh, sensual about you and food. You know, the way you talk about it. But I do the, love on, it. On the front there, you know, you've got that look on your face. It's like, mm. food's naughty. Well, I think, I think, I think food is naughty. And I think you're, it, you're the male Nigella. Um, <laughs> wow. I think, I think, I think, I think Nigella's slightly slimmer than me. Not a lot, but not, not quite as sexy as no, you, though. No, no, I don't know. About that, like I've, when you meet her, she is an amazing. She, you enter into this orbit, and everything else goes dark, and all you see is her face. It's, Nigella. it's, it's. Uh, she has an amazing wow. power. Um, it's weird. I've never. I've, I think it's happened once before. Who was the other person? Oh, Nathan Buckley. Nathan right. Buckley. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Sheena Easton back when you were a music journalist. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Maddie, 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 yes. Maddie, Maddie. I've got this here. I've been. Ke- I've kept this since early November. It was in the paper. It was in a food section. You do a great column. I went. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what Presto's got for me. Yes. Eating the, the current food crushes. The foods that you're loving. Things, things that I'm excited about at the moment. Yes. Okay. Now in this world. Pete Evans is running the Paleo Banner, as yes. you know. Right? We're worried about Pete. And in the corner of this, you're worried about Pete. Yeah, I think he's, is, is he fading away, Pete? 
I mean, his teeth are ultraviolet, so we'll be able to see him from the moon, but we can't find him. Oh, he's, 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 looking very, he's looking very fit and healthy at the moment. Looking f- <laughs> very fit and healthy. Is this a response to that? Because in your favourite bits of food, and there is a photo of Pete's healthy everyday cookbook yeah, in the corner. Yeah. I shouldn't have yep. plugged it. It, yeah. is, it says, your current food crush... Care to read that? What are you saying that you've, you're uh, well, in love with? Well, I'm, I'm a bit in love with white bread, and I think and white I think, bread. And mm. I, I tell you, I tell you why. Because <laughs> what tends to happen, and and I will, I, I've been in love with with junky food for a long, 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 long time, right. way before I think probably actually back to the caveman, back to the paleo idea. Yeah. Um. But I think white bread has a role. And what was weird, what was very strange, no, it's, is, the, it's the most hated food at the moment in any well, healthy, yeah, any healthy right. eating circles. White bread is enemy number uno. That's right. And, and look, look, it's not. I mean. Certainly, you know, I, mean, I love a sourdough and I'm very keen on spelt bread or malt bread or lovely farro grain or maybe something gluten-free even. I don't, I don't mind all that stuff, but there is, there is something beautiful about white bread, especially this time of year. Maybe it's my English, my English cultural background and, yep. and, you know, watching cricket with, um, with white bread, uh, cucumber sandwiches lovely. or tomato sandwiches with a bit of mayonnaise in them. In Delicious. your book, there's a very simple recipe to have that smell of bread in the house, isn't there? Yeah, well, look, look I mean, that, 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 there's a white bread recipe that takes five minutes to make. It makes rolls. Three it's ingredients? Four ingredients, yeah. Water, flour, dry yeast, salt. Mix it up in a bowl. Put it in the fridge overnight. You lost me at out. water. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, no, but look, 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 you know, I think in terms of, you know, you've got to be realistic that if you want to make a really good cheese toasty, Ooh. you know, there is a multigrain does not cut it. White bread is the way to go. So, Ooh. and and then if you look in books like Lucio, um, L- Lucio Galetto, who's a Sydney restaurateur, he's got these little white bread sandwiches in his book. Yeah, Tom right. Kerridge, coolest chef Are in the UK at the moment. A comeback. It, it's it, it, it's being why. recognized as having a value. Now, 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 I would not say it's part of it, and any calorie-controlled diet, that's for sure. But, I've been um, saying for a long time, and I know you agree with me, yes. that pizza shapes have an important part to play. Well, oh. well, well there, there is a recipe in that book for taking um, extra cheesy Doritos and blitzing them into a crumb and using them instead of salt on your Mexican food. Whoa. So, so I, I believe, I believe, I believe that, I believe that. <laughs> for those in love with jazz cigarettes, Matt Preston's got you covered. Stay there because you're also a world traveller, and unfortunately for you, Matt Preston, yes. you've come on a very bad day. You've come to announce the winner of the South African accent competition, Matt. You are going to be the judge and jury. Now, if you would like us to be playing for you, one triple three five three. if you would like us to be playing for you in the South African accent contest, it's me versus Mooney. We've been doing it all morning. Matt's Mm. the judge. Whoever wins out of us, if you're playing for us, you're going to win a copy of Matt's book, Matt Preston's cookbook. one triple three five three triple M. Our guest, who is currently filming the new season of MasterChef, looking forward to that in 2015. He is also the author of the fantastic cookbook, cookbook. Uh, Ma- Matt Preston Cookbook. Um, he is also, well, Matty, g'day. g'day. Love, to, love to have you with us. Mm-hmm. But also, unfortunately for you, you told us when you walked in, oh, you just got back from where? I've, I've been, I was in Joburg and, um, and Cape Town doing a food show in Joburg. So ah. I've had a bit of time, two weeks in South Africa. In South year. Africa. Yes. Now, you didn't know this, but all morning, he and I, Lawrence and I have been doing bad South African accents. Not mm-hmm. bad. I've been good. You've been awful. You've been a little bit New Zealand. Yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. there's, obviously, there's obviously trouble here. So yes. what we'd like Brilliant. you to do is to be the judge of our brand new South African accent contest. Yes. Who is going to open the batting? Uh, shall I go first? Why don't you go Why first? Don't? Well, actually, to, do, to get us into that, 
just so you know what South African accents sound like, why don't we hear everyone's favourite South African, the English batsman Kevin Peterson. <laughs> I haven't been allowed to uh, give my side of the story for years because when you're in a regime, you're not allowed to voice opinions against the regime. Okay. His voice sounds smaller than it should. Yeah. It Coming out of that yes. massive man. All right, Larry Moon. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to couch mine in terms of a recipe. No, no, no. Oh, right. okay. You can't give an intro. Right. Just do it. Matt Preston, uh, this is a recipe for you. Uh, it's, it's a show that we'll be featuring on Channel 10 next year, and it's called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of This Line. <laughs> so take a bunch of B-grade celebrities, you drop them in the Kruger National Park, okay. and then uh, they get consumed by wildlife, and then you can hear them saying, get me out of here, get me out of here, I'm a celebrity, get me out of this large cat. So that is number one. Thank you very much. Do you have any questions well, before we move um, on? No, but it does feel like Tony Gregg's in the room. Oh. No. Oh, I was trying to avoid Tony. Here I go. Okay. <clears throat> I parked my Pajira out the front. <laughs> and I come back and it's gone. And I'd like to understand who's taking my keys. Don't make me come back in here and start shouting. I'll start shouting. Don't think I haven't dealt with your kind before. Well, I used to work in a video store in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Well, he, That's all I heard for eight years. Is Titanic a good film? <laughs> My wife says it's good, but I'm more of a Jumanji man myself. <laughs> because you know what I really love about this accent? It's so romantic. Can't you imagine being tuned to this accent? Oh, baby. Why don't you slip off your clothes and just come over here? <laughs> Oh dear So my accent I don't watch Australian films They're not good (laughs) They are good It's a very good film industry I saw Reckless Kelly It was awful (laughs) But did you see That one about Einstein What was that name? Oh, Young Einstein Young Einstein We we digress So So (laughs) Myself My my accent was from the Transvaal And where where was your accent from? Jaburg Joe Joe you know, it, it did have a wee bit of sweater about it. Exactly. Villacazi Street, undoubtedly. Mr. Preston, wow. who is it's the winner of the mate. South African accent? God damn. Well, so is the idea to be close to a South African accent or sound like you're somewhere between Jamaica, South Africa, Soweto <laughs> and New Zealand? The second one? <laughs> <laughs> then Ed Cavalier, you're Yay, the winner. <laughs> hey, Kim. Kim. Kim, congratulations to you. Huh? You've won Matt Preston's cookbook. Oh, that's absolutely awesome. Can you do that in a South African accent, Kim? That, that's absolutely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than yours, Ed, i got to say. We're from the same town, Kim and I. And bad luck, Jason. I was playing for you. No, uh, no, Jace gets a prize. Don't oh, worry does about he? Jace. Yeah, yeah, Jace. What's he going to get? Jace gets himself the pair of Pulse LED downlights with the built-in oh, JBL speakers. Oh, they're cool. Good awesome. on you, Jace. Uh, you okay, Jace? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought Ed sounded like he was from South Australia. Not Turn his South mic Africa. off. Turn his <laughs> mic off. No, you're quite right, Jase. That was awful. He's uh, one of the uh, judges in your Master Chef. Does a great job. Matt Preston's cookbook's out now for, for Christmas. And Matt Preston, even though I won our South African accent contest just then, I didn't want to influence you as the judge. Mm, yes. But I should remind everybody that it was at this time last year that Lawrence Mooney had this very, very uncool jingle made for the death of Nelson Mandela. Funky Cold Medieval. That is not okay. That is not okay. Oh, gee. No, it's not. Gee. It's fine. Celebrating gee, the life gonna, of a great man. What, what are you going to do next? Gallipoli? Yeah, what's your, what's your next <laughs> jingle? What's your next jingle? Now, can we move on? Can we move on? Because yes. 
Well, look, I, I bought I bought presents in for you. Um, oh, Christmas Ed, presents. Uh, yeah, Christmas presents. Um, Ed, that that was the book that you just gave away. Oh, I gave on to there. Kim. But that right. well, that was nice, nice, <laughs> nice one, Ed. So you, that, that's good. But but Lawrence, gift. Lawrence, I was I was over in Perth recently, and I was asked by I was talking to a breakfast radio team about the the most embarrassing interview anyone had ever done. The dumb of them, and apparently it was with you because you were obsessed by the producer of the show. And you kept talking about how, uh, and it was quite, I think, quite X triple R rated would be the way. So I've got a little gift for you, and it's a video. Oh, oh, oh just really? I'd like it's to watch this video because I understand you, you're mildly obsessed. So I'll just, just, give, this, just give this for you. Right. Here. It's been exposed on there air. Have, just have a listen to that. Finally, the stalking oh, out on air. Wow. Oh, my God. Preston's picked up okay. a second phone to watch Mooney watch this video. Mooney yep. looks genuinely <laughs> nervous. <laughs> that's, a, that's a woman licking. Some kind of chocolate thing that you've made, is it? Yeah, just, just. He's going red. Yeah, he's watching it a second time. You I'm don't, w- you don't know who the woman is. Yes, I do. I do know who the yes. woman is. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, when you actually Google images Lawrence Mooney's wife, that woman comes up, oh. and that's not my wife. Hey, that's always a plus. <laughs> Matt Preston. So if you want to see the woman online, <laughs> Google Lawrence Mooney's wife. Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. Preston. <laughs> thank you very much. It's, it's okay. I'm married to Kate Langbrook on that basis as well. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see you soon. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Triple M. That was Triple M's Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas and find a gift in under two minutes at redballoon.com.au.